Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. I have a good friend, George McDowell, who he's the pastor of Switzer Baptist Church here, close to where we live. He was telling me a story of a young man and he was trying to lead to the Lord and giving him the gospel. The young man said, listen, I'm young and um, I really I really don't have time for religion now. When I get older and more settled down, I will um, certainly give it a thought. And, and I know all about this God and Jesus and all that. I heard it all before. I, and, and I will... And, you know, I I believe in what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But i got a lot, a lot of time left on this world to just sow my, sow my oats. And my friend did his funeral the following week. We don't know how much time we have on this earth. The, the time is ticking. And time is a commodity that is running out on all of us. Some of us may know and we may we might be at death's door and we know the time is near. Others may think that we have forever. But the fact is time is going to run out. This is the coming into Matthew. And well I just began this morning that this is the Sixth day of the week in God's created order. Friday, February 22nd, 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Let us turn to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for waking us up this morning. Another opportunity to go about our day. Lift up our hearts to these things that we're about to study. As though we are looking at a situation in another age, the the tribulational age, as the time is drawing near for the coming of the Lord, there's great application we need to make today with regards to decisions that we have to make, whether or not we are prudent or whether we are unwise. Open up our hearts to the study and open up our eyes to application, decisions we may have to make this very moment. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. The world is growing dark and it's getting worse. And the great and terrible day is coming. That's the great and terrible day of the Lord. It is, it is that one day that's, uh, that all history points to. And after it will be the marriage supper of the Lamb. A great feast. That the centerpiece of that wedding is going to be the our Lord Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, and his bride. And then in that dining hall there will be the guests. And so this is where we at now, Revelation nineteen six. When I heard something like a the voice of a great multitude, and like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty pearls of thunder, saying, Hallelujah! 
For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to Him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. Then I fell on my face to worship him. And uh, so there is that that the marriage is coming. The invitations have gone out. The 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 that <laughs> do you have it? Do you have that time? Do you have that card on your refrigerator reminding you? So yes, it's going to be a great celebration. The center of the celebration is the Son of the King, and that Son of the King is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the last Adam. He is the one that's going to rule this world as the first Adam was to do with his bride, but was disqualified for. But what God had purposed, he intends to bring about to its full conclusion. The bride herself, as we noted back in, what was it, in uh, Revelation, let me see, where, where was that? Or back in Matthew, Matthew, no, it's not Matthew 24. Yes, Matthew 22. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the bride is no guest. We got to get, we got the, 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 the people that's in that banquet hall. We have to properly identify. The bride herself is not the guest. She is, she and the groom are the, the people of honor within that dining hall. The reception hall. The church that you and I are born again believers are now. We live in the age where where the believers are being called out. Where or the, the church? The church ecclesia it means to call the out once. It is. It it really is foreshadowed in the time when Abraham sends his servant out of the land to seek a bride for his promised son foreshadows that. And we live in that time where the servant, the Holy Spirit, is calling out those who will believe and those who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life. They are, they become the bride of Christ. This is that age. And that bride now in sanctification and clearing up what, what are we doing in this world after we receive Christ as Savior, after we become that bride? We're getting dialed up. We're becoming ready. We, uh, because just as it is in the, in the, the age, the tribulational age, that no man knows the day nor the hour, but they, the prudent ones know the Word of God. They, they're looking, they're looking up. The redemption is near. They're, they're ready. Well, that time for us and by principle we don't know when the Lord is coming for us and it could be today it could be the next moment it could be before we even finish this worship call in the morning we must be ready 
And but why are we doing it? God, the Lord woke us up this morning. We've got this day. This is now. And what are we doing? We are we are in the sanctification process. We're getting dialed up as a as a bride would be working on primping in the mirror and beautifying herself because she do not she doesn't want to dishonor. She doesn't want to be caught. Uh, Caught with her gown to be soiled or less than perfect because she loves her, she loves the one that's coming for her. She don't want to disappoint him. She only has this one chance. And Ephesians five twenty five. Husbands love your wives, as Christ has loved the church, and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the Word, that He might present to Himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their, as their bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Looking at the those that are attending in this reception hall, and the order of in the order of importance, first of all, you have the bride and the you have the bridegroom and the bride, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ in His church. And just to, just to make sure we're clear, this timing is at the end of the tribulation. After the end of the tribulation. The Lord Jesus Christ has come back and He is now, the kingdom has now been established. This, this is the most significant time in all of history up to that point. It's glorious. It's, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. It's beyond our imagination how great that moment is going to be. So in the center of the tension is Christ and His bride. The church, she will have. She had already had left this world prior to this. She returns with Christ, and then there were there is the the Parthenos, and the Parthenos are the 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 bridesmaid. So, in order of rank that we're going through, so the and the bridesmaid, the Parthenos is a, and this is a ten virgin we're talking about. A female person beyond purity, but not yet married. A virgin. Though in some con- contexts, virg- virginity is not the focal component of the meaning. So the meaning here is not her purity. We, we assume that. Basically, this is a young maiden, unmarried, and she's the friend of the bridegroom. She is the friend of the bridegroom. She doesn't outrank. She isn't equal with her. <coughs> she is not the bridegroom, or she not the bridegroom. She's not the bride. And and I say that because that's where I mistakenly, in my presuppositions in the past, thought there was that the ten virgins is actually the church. The the ten virgins are not the church. They're the friends. The the friend of the. Right, it's the maid of honor. Okay, I see see this as a as she being the the 
this is Israel. Israel, the friend of the the friend of the church. So she is a maiden, a maritable status. She is the bride, but she's not the bride, but she is the dear friends of the bride. Matthew twenty four forty four. For this reason, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think. You see, the, the, the maid of honor, the maids of honor, the, the, the ten virgins, very, the friends of the, the friends of the bride, and they must be ready. They must be ready for this celebration. And yesterday we went a little bit over the the Jewish custom of marriage, and so uh, the the bride who has been engaged for a year, she hasn't seen her husband. She knows he's coming. The season is near. The bridegroom is coming to take her away. And after that, there's a big feast that goes on. That's just the part. During the day or at night or any time, there's going to be a big, a big procession that will come. She, she'll hear. She'll, she might be woken up. These nights, she's not sleeping very well. She's listening for the sound of her, her bridegroom coming to take her away. And so she must be ready. She has all her. Stuff ready, so the church, church itself, must be ready to go at a moment's notice. So, though we talk about the principle or the context here, there is also the principle because the bride, the bride must be ready at any any moment that he can come. But the bride maids also have have to be ready. And it would be a nightmare for them to be off guard. They have to be ready at a moment's notice. Because that time will come and go on a, on a, on a thin dime. And so when the call comes... They have to get. They have to grab their stuff. They have to dial themselves up and be ready for the for this. And no one knows when he's coming. For the for this reason, you must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will come. These parables. When you're looking at the parables and all the things Jesus related to the kingdom that is to come, they're different. In their own way, see Jesus as a, as a great teacher could have kept out on one parable and just kept driving it home, or one point and kept driving it home. But this great teacher gave multiple parables related to the same thing, but with diversity in his teaching. So the disciples couldn't get wrong, you know. They they couldn't stand around and say, "Well, I heard that before," or they could just tune out. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that before. I heard. No, it'll always be. So 
when it comes to one parable and another parable and another parable, what we do is when we're studying these, we put them all together. We put them all together, and we look at those things that are common. What are the common themes that we find in each of these parables? One of them is the expedience. One of them is about being ready. One of them is about when this time comes, we're not going to have time to get ready. We have to, as I had heard in the past, some man saying, I I stay ready so that I don't have to get ready. There's a story attached to that. I don't remember the story, but I remember the punchline on it. I stay ready so that I don't have to get ready. That should be our attitude. That we're continually getting ready so that when that time comes, there will be no need to get ready. We're already in that process. It would be a nightmare for the bridesmaid to be off guard. Because... Not to be ready would be an insult to her friend. And if it's an insult to her friend, it would also be a even worse an insult to her bridegroom. The guests of the dinner hall will be the believers that the tribulational believers, the Gentiles. We met these Gentiles in Matthew twenty two. Go to Matthew 22, and that parable of the marriage feast. In in that in that parable, there was a king who sent out the the servants. He's having a wedding for his son. Again, you can see where all these fit in. And he goes out and he sends an invitation, but the invitation was turned down. The Another invitation was sent out. And this time, the on the second time, not only was it turned down, but the, the servants who went out with the invitation, they were beaten and killed. The king was enraged and he burned their city. And then he sent his servants out again to the highways and to the byways. Let's see where we go. Uh, uh, let's pick it up somewhere here. Let's pick it up at 10. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered together all they could find, both evil and good. And the wedding hall was filled with the dinner guests. So after rejection, and it's obvious if, you, if you're studying your Bible and you know the history beside of it, and you're looking at the Gospels. You know, it began with with John the Baptist and Jesus saying, "The repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then the 70 were sent out. Repent for the kingdom of heaven was at hand, is at hand. And the city was... And they rejected it. They rejected us. They rejected the Messiah. They rejected this, the the invitation. And then there was the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, the accession of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even then, there there was the national rejection 
at that point and at AD 70 the city was burned their whole worship center was destroyed now the message goes out to all the world the message though is a little different from what the what was original it wasn't the message of the kingdom it was the message of salvation that Jesus Christ provides eternal life this the at the pentecost the at pentecost the age the church age had begun and the message that goes out to all the world this when at pentecost the message first went out to the jews of that time that for that's what paul says in romans that the gospel is the power of salvation first to the jews and then with the destruction of the temple and everything that they knew, then the gospel went out to all the world. With the pickup of the, with the conclusion of the church, and throughout the tri- tribulation, the message is going to be restored. The message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so the within the church age those that respond to the gospel they are the bride in the tribulation there will be tribulational saints those that will respond to the wedding invitation they will be the dinner guests but they also have to be clothed in the right clothing and that would be the clothing of the 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 wedding the festive wedding clothing coming back to the parable of the marriage of the feast let's drop down oh yeah here we go verse 11 but when the king came in to look over the dinner guests back up a little bit verse 10 those slaves went out into the streets and gathered together all they found both evil and good and the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests but when the king came in and took took a look over the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed in the wedding clothes. And he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without the wedding clothes? The man was speechless. He didn't have an argument. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the darkness in a place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called but a few are chosen. Those that enter, may, there may be some good people, some very moral people, some very religious people that will think that they have the right clothing on, that they think that they will be dressed in the righteousness of Christ. There will be those very religious ones, those that are still clinging to the, the, the legalistic system of Judaism. And they say, just like today, those I I have my Bible, I read my Bible, I've been baptized, I go to church, I I work in the Sunday school class, I do I work at soup lines, I do all this. I even teach from a pulpit. But if you haven't made that decision for Christ, if you do not have the Son, you do not have eternal life. This guy that they kicked out was an unbeliever. 
he was unsaved, he was unregenerate. During the wedding feast, when when the, that one was found, when that one was discovered, listen, the king, the king knows his guests. He knows his own righteousness. He knows what doesn't meet his righteous standard. Matthew twenty-five one through two. Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. And five were prudent. Five of them were morons. That's the word that we have here, moranos. And mora, moros. They were morons. Fool, foolish, senseless, wickedness. Uh-uh. And then five of them were prudent. Let's go so you've got five that were. Okay, let's just say uh, foolish. And five were prudent. And prudent is pronomos, which means prudent or wise, such as in Matthew Matthew 7.24, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. So you've got the morons and you've got the prudent ones. I have noticed so often. Uh, what do I got that one up there for? Sorry about that. Oh, maybe I just put it up there as you were. Bring it back over here. I've noticed so often that there is the commodity of time. It's what we opened up this morning with. Time is ticking and time is a commodity. It's running out. See, time, there, there is no time in eternity. Eternity is not, is not a bunch of time. It's not millions of years. It's not an inexhaustible amount of time. There is no time in, in eternity. That is existence. Time is a commodity now. Time is connected with this universe and this dimension. And time is a grace opportunity Grace provision, I should say, to give us the opportunity to respond to the grace and the mercy of God. But when that when time ticks down to its last second, it's done. The door is closed. Isaiah fifty five six tells us. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man His thoughts and let Him return to the Lord and He will have compassion on Him and to our God for He is a, he will abundantly pardon and that is within the window of time. So, Time is running down. And when the last second ticks on the grace and mercy of God, the door of the opportunity will close. I love the story, or the, mom I know, historical account of Noah. And this demonstrates it perfectly. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. 
that ark was that ark with an open door displayed the opportunity. The ark was a billboard that judgment was coming. The open door was the opportunity for anyone who believes and who trusts can come through that door and be saved from the deluge which is about to come. But when that door closed, it was closed by God. He who closes, no one opens. That In the old movie you see that Noah and his sons were closing that door before the flood came. No, the Bible says the God closed that door. And when that door was closed and sealed, the time had just ran out. There was no opportunity of repentance of that time. Revelation 3.7 And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens. Matthew 25, 3-4 For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the prudent took oil in their flasks along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. When we come to this verse, we, we have to come back to Second Peter 3-7. through Know this, first of all, that in the last days mockers will come and their mockings follow after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens exist long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But this, but by His Word, the present heavens and the earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. These maidens, the, the, the moron maidens, thought that they had forever. They thought they had tomorrow. They thought they had next week. You could hear their... You might... And, and adding to the story, you could almost hear the, the main saying, being reminded, listen, you're going to have to keep oil in your lap. You're going to have to make sure, hey, listen, uh, you go down to the market, there's a guy giving out oil, all that, it's free of charge, you can just go down there and get as much as you want. And she said, and the, the main saying, no, you know, no, the foolish main saying, nah, you know, I, I'm busy. I'm doing my hair today. Or, oh no, I got this going on. I'm going to get down there. I'll get around doing it. I'll get around. And that's us today. We squander our time. And time wasn't meant to be here to squander. For those that are unbelievers, it's opportunity to hear the gospel that Jesus Christ provides eternal life for them, for anyone who trusts in Him for it. For those of us who are believers or the bride of Christ, it gives us the opportunity each day to be washed in the Word of God, to grow in grace and to draw near to our bridegroom. But in this day, the, it's, it's the season 
and the all all who are prudent are looking at the Word of God, and they're looking at the times in which they live, and they're looking at the Word, the the and they're properly discerning the times in which they live. They're looking up at the for their redemption is near. They're ready. They have oil in their lamp because they know that it could be that day or the next day or any time that the Lord may come and they want to be ready. you have oil in your lamp? Are you... Once again, we're not the virgins, but we are the bride. And as the, as the virgins are, should be looking for the coming of the Lord should we should be ready for him to come to receive us to himself are you ready Father in heaven thank you for this opportunity of fellowshipping in the word this morning we pray that God the Holy Spirit will open the hearts and I know I stumble through these things and I I see these things in my heart and I'm excited about them I know stumble over the words at times, and, but it is the Holy Spirit that does the teaching. And I am so grateful to that, Lord. So I pray that you open the eyes of the hearts of the hearers, that they may understand this, that they to understand that time is a commodity and it's running out. For us as a church, we're ready to get out of here to meet our Lord in the air. For in the time of the tribulational time, there will also be an expectation of the coming of the Lord, but coming all the way to the earth to set up that kingdom and to begin that wonderful marriage supper of the Lamb. Let us not miss out on it. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Alright, it's another fine day in the Lord. We got our... Remember, next week, we next Tuesday, we have our Upstate Bible Challenge coming up, Matthew 6-10. And hope you're here with it, with us for that, and I'll be studying those passages. Questions are coming out of those five five chapters. Prepare yourself for that. We'll uh, if you're in the neighborhood, come on by. It'll be a fun night and uh, teachable night. So, and then we have our service coming up on the Lord's Day, and we will continue in chapter nine of Hebrews. So until then, stay motivated, Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting a good fight of faith. Lord willing, Spirit guide, wrap your pen, and we'll see you Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.